Okay, welcome to another edition of It's CPA Time. I am your host for this edition, and I am Carolyn Leslie, and I have two lovely co-hosts, Miss Amita Johnson. Hello, Amita. Hey, everybody. Isn't she beautiful? Thank you. All right. We have the magnificent, the wonderful, the analyzer, Miss Pam Norris. <laughs> she is so gorgeous. She is doing something with that hair. I just love it. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Okay, so we're jumping right in tonight, and we hope that you all are watching with us. We're so glad to have you. Yes. We want you to continue to share, share, share. Um, this is a positive broadcast, and we're out here trying to make a difference uh, by the grace of God. So share it. Tell it wherever you go. All right. We're going to go on in, into it's only one side. Only one side. We have a <laughs> woo, we have a brain whipper. Okay. I thought we wouldn't run into another episode like this, but we did. Now I'm gonna put on some glasses so I can tell y'all. Uh-oh. So go ahead and get your wine, your coffee, your tea, or whatever. This one is it's not so bad, but we're going to need your help to tell us what we need to do. Okay. The topic for tonight is my husband has lost his thrill for me. My husband has lost his thrill for me. Okay. Okay. So I got my notes all spread it out and I'm going to go ahead and get started. I'm a 35-year-old woman who married her athletic college boyfriend 10 years ago. By athletic, I mean my husband practically lives in a gym. He's always been fit, and he never picks up any weight. I, on the other hand, have always been very fit, and I kept my body in good shape. But I didn't treat my body the way he treats his like a temple. We have a great, active, and fulfilling relationship over 10 years together, and we still can't get enough of each other, or so I thought. Okay. Since the start of the pandemic, my husband and I have stayed home with nothing to do and nowhere to go. We are entrepreneurs, and I'm going to get my notes right with lots of time on my hands to do nothing. Okay. I've gained just over 40 pounds. My mm -hmm. husband, on the other hand, trains daily at our home gym, and he keeps his body in shape. Despite this, married life was still pretty good until I came across a conversation between him and his brother. I saw my name in his text, and I became curious. Okay. I know I'm horrible. So I scrolled up, and I saw that my husband mentioned that he didn't find me sexually attractive anymore. Oh. He told his brother that he has never liked overweight bodies ever mm -hmm. since their dad died of diabetes, and that he sees it as a sign of irresponsibility. Okay, he then said that he loves me so much that he can't tell me any of these things. Now I'm mortified. I don't know how to feel. I'm feeling offended, angry, anxious, and betrayed. He never treated me wrongfully or even mentioned my weight to me. He still kisses me a lot. He cuddles with me. He showers me with love. But how can he be like that when internally... He doesn't even find me attractive anymore. How could he lie to me like that? When internally, he doesn't care. How could he lie like that and to my face? Mm. What else is he hiding? Is he cheating on me? That makes sense. If he doesn't feel sexually attracted to me, then he's probably, he's, then he's probably have, he's okay. He's probably found other sexually, other women, it's a missing word, other women sexually attractive. Mm 
Okay. He's a very handsome man. I'm sure plenty of women would love to have him. He has never done anything to guarantee these suspicions in all honesty, but the fact that he's lying to my face every day makes me wonder. I don't know what to do now. Should I comfort him? Or should I ask for a break and we both get away from each other to clear our heads? What do you think I should do? Okay, who wants to go first? I'll let my co-host tackle this one. Well, I guess I will go first since okay. I have never been married. So um, I've, I've always said that you should not take marriage advice from someone who has never been married. Okay. Um, so my two cents will be two cents. Um, okay. But just uh, in thinking about uh, this lady's letter, it seems to me that um, he still loves her. And that love he still demonstrates with cuddles and hugs and kisses. Um, so uh, I don't think that she, at least at this point, needs to panic. Mm-hmm. Um, but this this is a movie that she's known since college. He's always been this way into fitness. She's always been into fitness. Mm-hmm. And with them being quarantined together, he's working out in the home gym. Uh, why didn't she work out with him? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to fill to fill up that time, and you know, uh, to try and keep the weight down. Um, so I think that she needs to hold on to the love of her husband. Evidently, she didn't uh, realize there was something wrong in the sex department. Mm-hmm. Um, if she hadn't read this text, you know. Uh, which she had ever known that there was an issue um, in such uh, in that area of their marriage. So I think she just needs to uh, sit down, talk to her husband and don't make it a conversation where she's full of accusations. Maybe just tell him uh, you know, I got lazy during the pandemic and I wasn't watching my my physical health and I, I want to take control. Can you help me? Can we do this together as husband and wife? And see what happens from there. Okay. Okay, just before Amina jumps in, okay. I want to say that, I mean, during the pandemic, everybody put on weight, right? Yes. Yeah, you know, so it wasn't it wasn't anything that was uncommon during that time. So uh, no, it wasn't uncommon. But I mean, she she clearly said that you know even during the pandemic he was working out in the home gym. Um, so not everybody, but even still, um, that's something that they can work on easily together. I. I in my opinion, mm. my three cent. I'm sorry, that was my three <laughs> cent. That was good. That was good. Okay, I'll meet it. Go ahead, because I'm. All right, all right. I am a wife, and I've always been plus size, so this is going to be a stretch for me. Um, I think with the husband, mm-hmm. um, he's always been physically fit. Okay. And so that's what he anticipates the marriage to be. And I'm I'm going out on a limb, all the way in left field. That's shallow. Mm-hmm. That's shallow. Um marriage is when you say those vows is for long term, there are going to be some changes. What if um the husband had been involved in 
a horrible car accident and ended up paralyzed. He would have changed from what he was. Does that mean that his wife should stop loving him? That's, you know, that's a twist in, 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 the, in the situation. And that's an extreme twist. Um, the pandemic was more than just um, something that affected us physically. It affected mm -hmm. us economically. It affected us mentally. Um, it affected us a whole lot socially. So dealing with all of those things, um, you had to find a way to comfort yourself. Some people started reading. Some people started baking bread. Some people started uh, crafting. Some people started online group chats with friends in that way. So you had to figure out how you were going to make it through something that none of us had ever been through. So obviously food was her coping mechanism. And um, that, that's the way she coped with it. Now, to the wife, um, and this is just one side of the story. I don't know if he goes through your phone, uh, but, that, but I think you were out of line when you went through his phone. That's, okay. that's just my thing. Um, my husband and I, are very truthful with each other as far as I am concerned and know about. And he'll say, hey, baby, look at this. And I'd be like, let me show you this. But otherwise that, I don't mm -hmm. I don't go through his phone. I don't go through his wallet. I don't go through his phone. Um, because even though we are married, that person still is entitled to their privacy. So once you discover what you discover, um, outside of that, how do you bring it up? Pam mm -hmm. gave a great example of how you kind of bring it up. Um, I, I think the husband needs to be forthright with her to let her know. Because mm -hmm. this is heartbreaking to her to have found out that way. But he has to understand over time, um, he's going to have some hearing loss. She's going to have some hearing loss. Um, <laughs> they're going to be physical changes. They're going right. to be mental changes. Yeah. But sit at the altar to say, I'm going to be here with this person and grow with this person to become one until the end. And that's not always a perfect shot, uh, a Coca-Cola bottle shape or anything like that. It's a, it's a journey. It's a, it's a journey. It's not a short journey. And it is twists and turns and bumps along the way. Um, and through all of that, still being uh, in love with each other. So that's, that's my take as a wife, as a plus size wife. Uh, uh, ooh, <laughs> that, that was some good, those some good points. Uh, I mean, in her letter, she answers her own questions to me because he lost his father to diabetes. And so he has a dislike you know, for uh, overweight bodies because, not because maybe he just don't find them, uh, you know, just unattractive, you know, find them unattractive, but he has a logical or a logic behind the way he feels. Mm -hmm. And like I said, to me, she answered a lot of my own, her own questions. Um, maybe he has this subliminal fear that he's going to lose her like he lost his, you know, okay. like he lost his dad. And I do agree with y'all. She had no business snooping because the old people always say or have always said, if you eavesdropping, you know, you'll never hear anything good. If you're snooping, you're going to find what you're looking for. So mm -hmm. maybe she thought he was sitting there text, texting another woman, mm -hmm. you know, and she, she snooped. Yeah. And she yeah. found something yeah. she didn't want to see. So it's it's like a I, I almost want to play the devil's advocate on that and say mm -hmm. you got what you you know you got we what you went for. for. Yeah. yeah. And so he just it's not so much that he doesn't care because she said he still cuddles, he kisses her, mm -hmm. kisses, and we know it's a sign of love because when you love somebody, you just want to kiss on them and be with them and cuddle with them. Look at that, I mean, she's smiling. I mean, I'm rubbing it in. 
I'm rubbing in Amita. Amita is the only one of us who's married. Yeah. I've married. Yes, so. I love kissing my boo. Yeah, yes. like kissing and, and and snug, you know, snuggling up to them and, and and smelling them, and they smell you and all that. So she's not missing in any of the things that come along with marriage, right? You know, so to me, she doesn't have a lot to worry about, but just mm-hmm. get to the gym. A cutback or however she can do that, you know, it's no to me, it's just no big deal. And audience, we don't know what y'all think about this, but we hope that you know that you can take this one side and and you know add your your thoughts to that. I like that. So, do we have anybody else want to add to what was already said? I do want to say I I did not take into the account the father that had passed from diabetes. Okay. I, yeah. So that does that does have a lasting effect. Right. Mm-hmm. And so she's uh, it's like much, much do about nothing. You know, she's still getting all the attention, all the love. He's still being that husband. He mm-hmm. has, you know, just because he doesn't find her sexually attractive doesn't mean that he, he has lost his, you know, desire for her. Right. He just, right. She just got to, you know, shape things up. So, Pam, would you like to add anything to that? I see you like something running through your head. Well, I was just thinking that um, maybe his choice of words to his brother was because even he couldn't express the reason Mm -hmm. um, why his wife putting on this weight disturbed him. You know, and uh, Mm -hmm. I'm glad you pointed out about the fact that um, his father uh, passed away from diabetes. So um, it may not be that he's not sexually attracted to her, that he's lost his sexual attraction to her. It may mm-hmm. be that he fears for her health. That's true. Um, and he doesn't want to lose her like he lost his father. And he doesn't know how to express that because until she went snooping she didn't have a clue right there was any type of issue so um so i believe i believe the love is there she and she doesn't need to to ramp up this fear of now she's gone off into is he cheating? Is he having an affair? You know, mm. often to these other tangents when um, until she snooped, she had no idea. Yeah. Right. So right. I just hope that they can sit down and talk. And, and, and talk, I, talk it through. I must say that I do admire his level of discretion. I do. Mm. And, you know, mm. think about it. This is his brother. You know, now y'all, come on now. Let's be honest. You know, I've 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 uh, I've been it to my siblings about oh, when yeah. I was married. Oh, she just might get on my nerves, or he, you know, or whatever. So it's a it's it's an honest vent. Mm-hmm. It, it don't seem like he really meant it in a derogatory way, you know, because this is brother he's talking to, right? And, and he tried to make sure that you know she couldn't she didn't hear it. Or, you know, he never just made her feel that way or told her that. So uh, I love his level of discretion. Got to give him credit for that. Even though we don't know the whole story, we know this is only one side audience. So we're speculating and we are putting our spin on on this. So we're going to jump on back in with our topic, money. Money, 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 money. money, money, money. money. I wish I could sing. I was singing money, 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 money. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to call on Miss Amita and let's see what she has to say. Well, how are her thoughts running tonight about money or today? Okay. Okay. Um, Money. We talked about that in the previous episode and we are back on the subject today. And um, I just want to ask you ladies, and our audience is is likely um, curious also, do you think that 
your feelings, emotions concerning money uh, affects how you handle money. Oh, definitely. Okay. Definitely. Yes. Okay. So talk a little bit about that. Well, um, feelings seem to get tangled up into every aspect of our lives. Mm -hmm. You know, um, most of us use our feelings to determine what we're going to eat today. Um, you know, our feelings determine, you know, whether or not we go outside today. <laughs> our feelings determine whether or not uh, what we're wearing, um, <laughs> whether we are going to speak to a particular person. Uh -huh. So um, when it comes to money and budgeting and making decisions that involve the use of money, our mm -hmm. feelings have a tendency to get um, tied up in that. Mm -hmm. You know, if if I'm feeling a certain way and I want to pick myself up, I'll go out shopping at Cato's and find something that mm -hmm. I feel makes me look good and yeah. that uh, makes me feel good to, mm -hmm. to wear and regardless of whether or not I have the available funds um, I'm going to use it if I want it I'm going to buy it because mm -hmm. that's what I need to make me feel good at this oh, moment okay. this is time. and um, but decisions like that you have to you make uh, you have to make exchanges like, okay, I'm going to buy this dress and this pair of shoes to make myself feel good. But of course, that means I can't uh, I can't eat out next week for lunch, you know, every day for lunch. Or, mm -hmm. you know, you uh, a lot of times you have to give something up right. in order to, um, yes. to get the thing that you want. Yes. Exchanges. You know, and I, I've done that. I've done that. I've spent money. I had no business spending. Okay. And I'm, I'm, I'm checking my piggy bank. I'm looking in the couch cushions. I'm checking my visor in the car. Where did I stash some extra money? You know, because I'm short now. Now I'm short. Right, right. <laughs> and payday is, you know, five days away. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know. Um, we can easily lead ourselves astray <laughs> when we let our feelings get involved with our money decisions. So, been there, done that. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. Ooh, that was good. Exchange. That was really good. That was very helpful. It was yes. helpful. Thank you, Pam. Thank you for that. You um, go ahead. Oh, I just said you're welcome. Okay. I mean, um, I've done that. <laughs> One thing I noticed uh, about the way we spend or the way we approach spending, I noticed that more and more of these uh, pop-up, I call them the pop-up uh, loan companies. Mm -hmm. So what happens is when you are, whatever you're thinking in the natural there are some things going on in spirit with that same thing and it's parallel. And so what happens is the pop-up loan companies are paying attention to how we are approaching the way we spend money. Because now, like Pam was saying, payday could be uh, five days away. Yeah. Okay, so now these pop-up loan companies are saying, hey, if you just need $20 to get, you know, pull you over to payday, you know, it, it can be in your bank by, by this evening or, to, or tomorrow morning. And so if you are a, an emotional spender, you're going to fall into this trap. You know, that's what economists do and, and, and people who capitalize, that's what they do. They watch the uh, friction, you know, of how we approach, how, how spenders or consumers approach spending money. And so if you're not careful, if you are an emotional spender, 
I have been there and sometimes I still find myself going there, you know, but I do prioritize a little bit better. And so what I'm noticing is that more and more people, I know for effects, I know some people right now um, just went into borrowing maybe $1,200. So what happens is y'all know that interest rate is going to triple double it's going to explode on you and when you say okay i borrowed 12 why am i getting um a statement saying i owe three thousand dollars i only borrowed 12 Mm -hmm. so you didn't look at the interest rate because you saw that you needed the money you didn't pay attention to that that's how they get you they put all that stuff down there with that fine writing yes and there you go Mm-hmm. You're stuck, and then you find yourself even in deeper debt because of emotional spending. And nine times out of ten, y'all, we might need um 20% of that twelve hundred. We didn't need to borrow the whole twelve hundred, but because it was available, we said, Hey, I'm gonna get the whole thing. And then you find yourself you, you gone backwards. Right. So right. What I would like to offer to the audience who's listening, emotional spending has been spotted. It has been identified by those who are figuring out a way to get a piece of your change. If you don't need it, let me tell you, don't do it. Because I got into a check writing thing one time. A girl told me, did you know you can get money to pay that? I was like, what? You know, mm-hmm. I ain't got two children. I'm a single mom and gas hand on excitement. I'm like, what? I can get from where? She told me where to go. Y'all, I got my little check and wrote it. She said, you got to write a check and you got to fill it out and take it up there. I may have been in my 20s, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, yeah. I took it yeah. up there. Yeah. I wrote a check for uh, $150. I got the $150. But when I got ready to go pay it back, I had to pay like $250 or, you know. And so what you do... <laughs> If you want to, if you want to keep on writing, get some money back in your hand. You got to write it again. Mm. I didn't know how that worked. To be honest with you, I did not read twenty. Oh my God, it was one hundred and twenty-five percent. I know that's unbelievable. Oh my yeah. God, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so what I did, I was like, literally, I wanted to cry because I didn't know how the thing worked. I thought I'd just go get some money, charge me a few dollars, and and then you it just pay back. And so I, I said, well, Lord, if you help me out of this, I know not to mess with this anymore. I don't want to go back to it ever, ever, ever again. And so what I want you to do, God, I want you to begin shutting these down. I want you to, to uh, you know, help us to create some laws that will kind of start shutting these kind of places down. Do y'all know that God did? I know he heard that prayer because they did They did get on to them about charging all their interest. Do y'all remember that? And they had yes. this thing about that. And so, you know, as Christians, we pray about a thing. And then when God does one step, we don't pray about it anymore. So now you're seeing them popping back up everywhere. But I just want to say as a word of advice, if you don't need this money out, don't touch it. It's not worth it. See if you can contact a friend, your mama, your daddy, somebody. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Yeah. Leslie, that's so good. Oh, 125%. And and I'm I I have been in those shoes of an emotional spender. Um because I wanted something and I didn't want to wait for it. Um Mm. And so I know how that is. It's like an adrenaline rush. Mm-hmm. As you get older, you learn what priorities are first. And so yeah. you you write your priorities. Like mm-hmm. left and right, you write your priorities. Right. You say, mm, I would love to have it, but I can't do that right now. Mm-hmm. And I find myself when I say it out loud, my word catch up with my brain and it catches up with my heart, mm-hmm. which stops me from doing it. But it, I had to go through some things <laughs> before, all of that, before all of that synced up, you know. 
it's some lessons in that. And um, so how, this is a question. So how do we impact those around us and the generation behind us? I think that we can continue to encourage them to take those finance classes that they offer. You know, uh, I know Guaranteed Bank, uh, not to call their name, but I know that they uh, offer some good, 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 good stuff. I've taken it and I'm telling you, it's amazing what you can learn and, and how to, you know, hold on to what you got, what God gave you, how to manage it. It's mm -hmm. so tell you about your credit, uh, what they look for, even when you're trying to buy a house, it, it's so much in there. So I would constantly encourage them. I tell people all the time, did you ever do the credit? I did. And I'm, I'm telling you, it was worth its salt. I would, if I had to, I would go back because it was just that good. And That's it wasn't a long drawn out, uh, you know, uh, program, but it, 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 it was to open your eyes because we know that uh, we are among the ones who are mostly affected. Minorities yes. are mostly affected by that. And mm -hmm. if you pay attention, those check writing places are not on the other side of the track. No, they're mm -hmm. not. They're, they're in our neighborhood. Why? You're right. Because they know somebody's going to come and, and somebody's going to come to us. I, I hate those places. I despise those places. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, and, I, and I have good reason to because I got caught up in it. I didn't know how it worked. They're not going to tell you if you don't know math. I pity somebody going in that don't ain't never had any dealing with percentages. Yes. Because you don't think to look at that big 125%. I need, I was like, oh, I need this money. You know, I ain't got no gas in my car. When I got to pay that money back, y'all, I literally want to stand in front of folks and cry. Because mm. we have to educate our people. Yeah. And, and, and yes. so we're hoping that through this podcast, somebody's listening. You know, tell others, don't do it if you don't have to. Mm -hmm. If push come to shove, I really mean this. I'm not being facetious. Get it from your mama, your daddy, your sister, your brother, your best friend. I don't care. Right. Get it from somebody. Just don't go to these. Uh, 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 what, what's that name they call people that they're, they're predatory. That's what I want to say. Predatory lenders. Yeah, Pam, I'm, I love you, Pam. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But you know, back in the day, they did not have to disclose the uh, interest rate that you uh, would be paying. They had some kind of tricky way of uh, wording it so that you may have thought you were only paying 10% or 20% um, because they hid all of that language. Oh, that's uh, terrible. And it, came at, and, and it turned out that you were paying actually 125, 150%. And so thank God uh, they did change those laws. And... And, and not to cut you off, but they didn't have to hide it because there were uh, some of our people didn't know what, what, what percentages mean. I had to break it down myself. Oh, uh, yeah. 125% of $150. Yeah. Well, they, you know, they counted on that and they mm -hmm. still count on that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, because I, I know a person that got six of them. Go ahead. You, I was going to say, you have, that's why you have to gain an understanding. You can't just look at the the item, I'm getting some cash. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to know what you're getting yourself into. Mm -hmm. And if they don't explain it to you, uh, you have to walk away. Sometimes mm -hmm. you just have to go, you have to go without and, you know, and do without. Yeah. You know, uh, I had to learn that. Yeah. Not be afraid, not be afraid to, you know, I, I could run to this payday loan company and get some money, but that's not going to be a good thing for me. So I'm just going to suffer through this little suffering I got because it will end. Suffering ends. It does. It does. <laughs> and um, and you know, 
we can't be afraid to go through the suffering because unless you go through the suffering, you will never uh, gain strength. You will never be stronger. You will, you, your character won't grow. Your decision-making process won't grow because you're scared to go through the, the hard part, you know, and get to the other side, but God will be with you. He's with you on this side and he'll be with you as you go through and he will be with you when you come out on the other side. Oh Amen. man, that's so good. That's so wise. I learned that from my leaders. <laughs> I bought it. I bought that. That was good. That, that was good. good. Oh, that was good. And one other thing I, I, I want to uh, point out, and I am going to mention the name. People today have it so much easier with the internet. You have access to all these resources. Carolyn, when you talked about the financial classes, there are a lot of organizations that are, that are offering those. Most of, most of them, if not all, are free. They're free. But one lady I love on the internet is Tiffany the Budgetista. Okay. Have you ladies heard of her? Yes. Yes. Uh, is that, that the brown? No, 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 no. I'm thinking about somebody else. No. I'm thinking about the vegan. Because that is, are you talking about the one that's been on like Good Morning America? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's her. Okay. And she's been, no, the, the vegan lady you're talking about. Yeah, that's her. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, but uh, this young lady, her name is Tiffany, and she was a school teacher. She was making buku money, but she was misspending and mismanaging her money, and mm. she she ended up going through a whole bunch of financial woes, but mm. she was able to bring herself back, and now she shares um, what she was able to accomplish mm -hmm. with the world. And um, when I first noticed her, she had written uh, this book, and she had this challenge called the Live Richer Challenge that taught people uh, about savings, about uh, money, about credit, retirement. Anywho, she's blown up. I just love her. She's been all over TV. Um, she's gotten married. Uh, she and her husband bought two houses with cash. Hmm. You know, um, and uh, they're just wonderful. They're just wonderful people. If you just Google Tiffany, the budget, she, the budget, 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 budget. Okay. Yes, yes, that is a great place to start. She has okay. a Facebook group. Check her out. <laughs> All right. That's okay. Good. So, so Almeida, I want to ask you this question, and you could take a minute, but I'm sure you don't need to because you you can spit it right back out. Um. What would you say to a young single mother who uh, is looking maybe to get or has already gotten an apartment, um, has not started a job yet, and who has gone to uh, the, some predatory lenders and she has done what she had to do to make it? What What would be your advice to her? Okay. Um She's already made the decision. Mm -hmm. So she has to meet out that um, obligation. Mm -hmm. She is, so to this single mom, you're going to have to cut everything that's not necessary. Everything. The streaming services, um, the internet. Mm -hmm. um, if you have cable, if you have satellite, you are going to need to do the bare necessities for a minimum of six months, a minimum, a minimum mm -hmm. of six months to get you out of that hole. The longer you take to pay it back, the more it's going to cost you. Mm -hmm. So the sooner you can pay it back. Um, and that is cooking at home for you and the kids. That is not turning up, going to the club. <laughs> I 
I mean, you may say, oh, it's just $10 to get in the club. And okay, but with, with girls, you got the hair, you got the makeup, you got the outfit, you got the shoes. Um, you're gonna get the drinks when you get there. And so you're talking some money. Mm. And whatever money that would have been, you need to put it on that loan. Mm. Outside of light, water, and gas loan. Light, water, gas, and food for the kids, mm. for the kids, loan. Don't, <laughs> don't delay. I'm telling you, like Carolyn said, 150 can turn into three, can turn into seven, can turn into a thousand dollars. Pay them back and mm. don't go back. Don't right. go back. Um, I thought Leslie was going to ask me the question about single mom just got her first apartment. What is she, what does she do? And so I know when I first moved out, I wanted everything like I saw everybody else had. Mm -hmm. And you will get in a financial rigmarole real quick. Mm -hmm. real quick. Because it took them years to get real furniture. Baby, if the chair don't match the table, don't match the side table. As long as you got somewhere to sit down and somewhere to put your plate, it's all right. <laughs> you know, because you see people that have rugs, you know, mm -hmm. rugs cost money, baby. You better sweep that floor and keep it clean and keep it moving. You know, uh, they got lamps and they got rugs and they furniture match and they got the Headboard and they got this and they got real dishes in the kitchen. Sugar, they worked a long time to get all that stuff. Some of it was given to them. Some of that they got from Auntie who was passing down stuff because she was changing her stuff out. Sugar, don't do what you see because people will not share with you the whole story. And you'll be over there struggling and you'll be over there pulling your hair out. Do what you can do and be content. Um, there's a scripture that talks about being content in whatever situation. Right. And right. baby, when you learn how to be content, because mm -hmm. I'm over 50 now and some things are out of my control. A lot of things are out of my control. And I have learned how to get in that seat of contentment. And it was not easy to do, but I tell you, the reward is so good because it settles your, I need that. I want that. They got this. Yeah. I want that. Da, 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 da. And people pleasing and you will, you will get in that seat of contentment mm -hmm. and God will elevate you to so many things right. uh, because you are grateful for the things that he has given you. Um, so to, to, to the audience of, of those that may be in the start out, start up situation, you're not going to always be starting. Mm -hmm. Somebody else is going to be starting behind you. And it doesn't have to be somebody younger than you. It could be somebody that had um, a tragedy in their life and lost everything. And they may be older than you, but they may have to start over. You won't always be starting. Just remember that you will not always be starting. So um, be grateful and cherish the start because it allows you to dream about what can be, um, how great it's going to be. Mm -hmm. Ain't nothing better than I can go to the store and pay for it. And mm -hmm. I'm it. Right. Instead of let me pull this credit card out. Now, when is finna be due? And then uh, I already got this due. Mm -hmm. And right. you're not even able to enjoy what you got. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know, that's so good. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. That's, that's good. Mm -mm -mm. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know, I would like to see. Uh, and if I was, if I were a, a young mom, I have been um, young mother, just getting an apartment, and and have fallen into that status. 
what you just said would bring me out. You know, I almost got teared up thinking about it. Um, and when you say child, honey, sweetie, baby, that's some good advice. When you hear somebody say that, she's really, you know, she, she's bringing it home for you. And if you are a young mother and you're out there and you're listening to, to this podcast, you, you you got to buy all those nuggets that that Pam and Amita and myself that that we just dropped uh, because we're not all here because we're cute, <laughs> but we are. We are cute now. <laughs> Even though we are. <laughs> oh, I had to throw that in. Thank you, Pam. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not just on here because we just want to be show our faces or, or just have something to uh, say something, but we do have something to say. And we want you to buy into it. So what I was going to say is I would like to see the local churches begin classes that will, you know, we're too, as minorities, we're too uh, reactive. We are, instead of being proactive. And and it's okay because, like Pam said, you, you, you fall into those things, you get strength. You know, and, and better things are coming. But if we can educate those people, if if somebody could have educated me, I wouldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. But I needed some gas in my car. I probably could have got brothers and sisters. I could have borrowed the money, but you get happy when people go talk about you can go get some money from here. And you know, you know, you emotionally not thinking. Yeah, you know, yeah. And that's yeah. how they get you. I'm telling you, people, while we're asleep, there are people up. Yeah. They're thinking of ways to get this money out of us. Real talk. Real and talk. And they're offering more credit now to younger, younger students. They always have, but you mm-hmm. can see that they have grown so much where you're giving a college student um thirty and forty thousand dollars. Because you know, once you get them to buy into that, then you got their futures just locked away. Yes. You know, and you can't tell them, you can't hardly, and I'm hoping that, that we can change the dynamic of young people saying, well, I'm going to get this money because I need it. You know, I'm mm-hmm. telling you, take it from me. It, it'll lock your future in. And you have to really pray to ask God, Lord, I, I, I was silly. I was foolish. I was young, you know. Help and me. so I did this and I want you to, you know, help me out with this. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, God is doing so much with student loans and I'm just kissing up, throwing kisses up to heaven. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Because you are holding those. Won't he do it? Them off. Won't he do it? I mean, what's that song Amita had this, this CD she gave me? What, what, what was it, Amita? Can't he, can't, won't he? Uh, can he can't want he will didn't he do yeah. it <laughs> we see God is really tr- really bringing his people out mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. had left us so that's a good thing about it you know that God is looking down and he's saying hey these are my people and they're not so much in physical bondage anymore but now they're, they're, they're bondage to financing uh, sex trafficking and, and so go ahead yeah. I'll see okay. you so in my learning the, the the lesson of contentment, God will bring rainbows on your rainy days. And what I mean by that is, and I'm not going to cry. Because you're about to make me cry. <laughs> I'm telling you, God can do stuff that will make your head spin, that will have you shouting in the house by yourself because you know you couldn't do it by yourself by yourself right. there was nothing within your power to make it pass god would cause people to bless you god would cause people to speak good of you god will cause people to search you out for a skill set that you have uh, god would cause people to they will remember you and they will seek you out for that thing. When you may be in a low season, mm. um, I had surgery in 2018 on my back and the goodness of the Lord, people took care of me. My husband took 
care of me in ways that, okay, I'm going to have to call my sisters because I'm a girl. He ain't going to do all that for a girl. Yes, he loves me. He took care of me. People came, these two ladies, Pam and Carolyn, came and they cooked for me. People gave me stuff that I needed. Hmm. And it was only by the goodness of the Lord. That's right. That's it. So when you get into the season of learning the lesson of contentment, there will be some lonely days. There'll be some long days. Mm-hmm. And you go like, I'm going to have pork and beans and ground beef today. But and tomorrow I'm going to have ground beef and pork and beans. It's mm-hmm. the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. We're going to have corn dogs today. We're going to have corn dogs tomorrow. It's the same thing. But God will cause a phone call to come through that'll give you some hope. Somebody come to your doorstep that visit from a friend would just light up your... So even though you're learning the lesson of contentment, it's for your good and it's for his glory. It's for your good and it's for his glory. Yeah. You're going to get more out of it than just the, the suffering. You're going to get more out of it than just doing without. You're going to get so much more that you can't even put your hand on. So in 2021, I learned that God be doing a whole bunch of stuff all at the same time. All at the same time. Yes. In 2020, he sent us to the house and he got the money flowing. What you said? He, 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 he had us to talk to the people in our house because we used to be so busy going here, there, and the other. All at the same time. Right. He right. sent us home. He gave us money. He changed our relationships. He made them better. All at the That's same time. Who can do that? Nobody but him. <laughs> you know, I'll let, I'm going to send y'all to the house. And that's it. That's man. God be doing stuff all at the same time. He shut down industries. He opened up industries all at the same Mm -hmm. time. Who does that but God? Nobody but God. So in your struggle, get you a puzzle book and work a puzzle book, baby, if you ain't got no cable. In your struggle, Get you a coloring book. I know you grown and color. It soothes you. In your struggle, just sit in quietness and he will start talking to you. Right. In your struggle, you're going to get more out of it than you mm-hmm. even thought. And then once you come through that lesson, when you're tempted again, it's just like, oh, okay. I used to have to have every pair of uh, blue jeans that came along, like every uh-huh. pair of gym shoes that came along. And now I just go like, oh, them cute. And I keep on moving. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And then when you get in your car, you go like, Jesus, I remember the day. <laughs> I had to have it all. But when you learn the lesson of contentment, you're going to come out of it better and you're going to come out helping somebody right. else. Best I'll buy that for a baby. That's all I got. I would buy that. I'll buy that. I'm telling you, that was that was so that was that that was good. That was good. So so Pam, I want to ask you. I want to ask you about this money situation, and uh, uh, and think on the terms of money and predatory lending. How could we take that to the government level? What what kind of suggestion would you offer to the minority section, especially? And I'm not uh, racist or anything like that, but we know who these things affect. How would you how would you look or view um, an end to predatory lending? How could we get that to get that to Washington D.C. Say we're tired of it. Mm. Um, I don't I really don't see Washington as a solution 
something like that, I believe, is really grassroots. Because if these industries, if these lenders don't have any consumers, then they have to shut down. So we have to cut off the flow of their customers. Um, there are laws out there already um, to guard us against fraud and um, from uh, people who commit fraud. But, you know, if a person, if, if a, a, a business or an organization wants to be criminal, they will find a loophole to get around and come at you a different way and, and, and still get your money. So um, I think we need to figure out ways to cut off the customers. And the only way really we can do that is through grassroots efforts to reach out to people and give them knowledge. We have to have knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, just like you said, uh, Carolyn, you didn't know the process or what was all involved. I mean, the girl told you, you can go over here and get some money. All you have to do is write a check. But she didn't tell you all the the ins and outs and the long-term effects and, and of, of that process. You didn't have the knowledge. So um, we, need to, we need to pass along that knowledge. Uh, they need to start, they need to teach that in school again. When I was in high school, we took a class that taught us about finances and budgeting. And um, and truth be told, when I got to college, you know, some of those lessons went out the window because I was so excited. Y'all want to give me a credit card? <laughs> you better say it. <laughs> My own. They used to tell you they used to tell you to just your address to be the address uh, on campus. Right. So you're so naive. You don't know no better. Okay, right. that's because mom and daddy won't even know you got it. Uh -oh. right. exactly. You never know. <laughs> you know, they 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 have all these ways of trying to come at us. Yes. And, um, but uh, we need to do that in school. We need to do that uh, in our churches, like you said. We need to um, offer these classes to the parents so they can pass that down, that knowledge down to their children to be responsible for money. And, you know, the same way that we're supposed to plan uh, what occupation we have for our lives, we mm -hmm. really should do the same thing with our finances. Um, you know, where do I want to be um, at 21? Where do I want to be at 25? Where do I want to be at 30? Um, you know, what what is my retirement plan or schedule i mean they i can't tell you the exact statistics but you know uh there's some statistic like if you started saving ten dollars a week at, mm -hmm. at 21 years mm -hmm. old by the time you get to retirement age you know you've got 1.5 million dollars saved Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but um, a lot of us we're looking for that fun, that good time, and we're not thinking about retirement. That's sixty years away, you know. I'm or or fifty years away. Right. I'm young, you know. Right. I want to have some fun, but that time, that time slips on us so fast. It, it does. It, it does. does. It and, does. And when and when we hear train up a child in the mm -hmm. way he should go. We only think of it as in biblical terms, you know, we don't, you know, and so I, I pray about a lot of things like God open up our understanding, help us to really not so much just, and I'm glad we, we, we have a dialogue about it. I'm so glad about that because it's always good to start somewhere. 
Mm-hmm. And so when you hear the scripture train up a child in the way he should go, you got to train it. I mean, we had DJ when he was, I don't know, maybe eight or 10, you know, show him how to have a savings account or go in the bank and do this or go in the store and buy this. And, 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 and um, it was the funniest thing when he, he started making money, he was saying, I don't know if y'all remember the Jane Brown movie, get on up. Mm-hmm. I remember when DJ was in that movie and he got a chance to meet Jill Scott and all and all some uh the guy that died, what's his name? Uh Chadwick Bow. He got, okay. he got a chance to kind of hang out with them and and he was all what you call it, starstruck or whatever. Yes. But the craziest thing about it, they were sending DJ his checks. You know, he's getting paid for his little role. It was just like a cameo. I think he was in a boxing scene. Uh-huh. And so he told me to take him to Kmart. He had gotten his little money on his card and he went in there about wrestling me. So I'm sitting in the car. I said, you just go because I wanted him to have the freedom. He got his card. He got a little money. In his go. He come out with some wrestling. A whole big thing wrestling me. So he worked for it though. You know, what can I say? But when we hear train up a child, let's begin to and I'm especially talking to you young mothers because I've been there and I have felt the burden uh, of, of having to borrow money or, or make it from this payday. And I was bringing home, what, $800 every two weeks and I had to buy gas and food and clothes for four children. So I'm especially uh, sensitive in that area. And I'm hoping the young parents, young moms, especially young dads too, Please start training up your children and teach them what to expect from this world. Because I'm telling you, while you sleep, those capitalists, if you need to look that word up, go look it up, see what it means. They're thinking of ways to get your money, your child's money, and everybody else's money. They're thinking about getting Social Security, messing with that. So, hey, anybody else want to add to it before we I do, and I'm not going to be long. Okay. Uh, first off, I just want to say, not only are we pretty girls, we're really smart. Pam, You that was so good that you say it. Oh. Uh, the knowledge, giving them the knowledge. Yeah. Along with that, we have to give uh, scenarios mm-hmm. so that it'll stick. That's good. So when we awesome. talk about savings, when we talk about a checking account, when we talk about investing, you know, as you get on into uh, different levels of money, well, when you're talking about savings, okay, so how does that work? So we give the child an allowance in order Mm -hmm. for them to understand about savings. So what they just learned, they put in, they can put into practice. Civic responsibility as they get older, Mm -hmm. um, taking care of their community. So if you have a lemonade stand, um, how much is it going to cost for you to get Mm -hmm. all your ingredients? And then um, how much are you going to sell it for? And then how much money are you wanting to make? And then what are you going to do with the money? So it's taking what you're teaching them and putting it into practice mm-hmm. so that it sticks, you know, so that it that that is it it it's it has a place to land mm-hmm. and then they can go like, oh, now I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, um teaching somebody about money when they don't have any access to the money is just a it's just a lesson. Uh-huh. You know, I don't get the true realization of it until right. I get to put it in into practice. Right. That's right. Yeah. Yes. And that's good. I'm glad you, you brought that point up because as you were talking about uh, how to help the young mothers prepare, mm-hmm. you know, who maybe have just gotten an apartment and have fallen into a situation. And our topic is not predatory lending. But when we're dealing with money, we have to think of, like I mean to say, we have to create scenarios and we have to look at it from more than one aspect. Because if you just look at it as spending money or, you know, and then that, that that's what happened. 
And so figure out ways if you if you depended on something like that, hey, start selling you some hot dogs. From an entrepreneurial standpoint, start uh, making you some snow cones. There are many ways to offset, you know, costs and, and, and the cost of living. Mm-hmm. There are many ways. So we offer to you, start doing things. I mean, I know plenty of young children, what, seven years old, like at me to say, got lemonade stands. Mm-hmm. They make their own t-shirts. You know, and God has given us creativity. So we have to, like she said, invoke that or, or, or put that into these young people's mindset. You, you, got, you got the crafts of your hand. Right. You can, think. You can mm-hmm. write, you know. For the young yeah. men, it's it's the fall season. Go rake somebody's leaves. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. There you go. It's, it's plenty of ways. So we can't just sit up and say, well, I don't have no money. I don't have nobody to get it from. Well, you got some legs and hands. So, yeah. And people will help you if they see you trying to help yourself. They will. Help you. They will. They will. Yeah. So Pam, anything you want to throw in right quick? Because I see that we have gone over our time. <laughs> no, I think I'm going to stop it there <laughs> because <laughs> there's so much. There is so much uh, that can be said, and um, but um, my leave nugget is to seek knowledge. Amen. If you're listening to this broadcast. Seek knowledge. Amen. Go to your bank. Go to a local organization. Go to a church. Find out where classes um, in your area are taking place and take advantage. Amen. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for that. That good little tidbit. Or those tidbits. Audience, we thank you for joining in with it's CPA time, and and you all see that. Uh, we have a plethora, 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 I have trouble saying that word, of information to offer you. And, and most of this is, is from experience. So we thank you. We pray God blessings upon you. And we want you to tune in, get wrapped up in its CPA time. Because like I said, we're not on here because we just, just because we keep women. But we have something to offer. And we want you to reach out and grab it. Thank you. And Amen. have a great night. Amen. Be blessed. Bye-bye. Be blessed. Bye-bye.